Hi, everyone. Thank you so very much for joining me today on the Hollywood Spotlight podcast. I am your host, Angelique Scott, award-winning actress and producer. Today, I'm absolutely thrilled because we have an amazing guest today. He is an incredible screenwriter, producer, director, and so much more. Some of his writing credits include Angel, The X-Files, American Horror Story, 911, and 911 Lone Star. Ladies and gentlemen, I am happy to welcome to the show today, Mr. Tim Minear. Hi, Hi, Tim. Hi, you got my name right. That's, a, that's impressive. Really? Do people usually get it wrong? Usually, yeah. Really? Well, well, that's a plus. <laughs> I'll say. Good, good way to start. Yes, it's a good way to start. Thank you, Tim. So we have people listening in from all around the world. We have aspiring writers, directors, producers, and actors. And so I'm just going to ask a few questions of you for, for today, okay? Yep. So the first question is, what is your creative process as a writer for television? Uh, deadlines, usually, mostly. Uh, my creative process is, uh, I do procrastinate, but then... Um, there's not a lot of room for procrastination when you have deadlines and you have uh, uh, material that has to shoot the next day. I mean, I work with uh, a whole group, a, a lot of groups actually, of very creative people. And so it's, you know, in, in television, you have writer's rooms and you have a writing staff and you have people that are smart and who bring their own particular point of view to something. So it's, um, you know, it really is a brain trust and getting in there with, with a lot of people who uh, who spark your imagination and creativity, and you bounce off of each other, and uh, that's how you make TV. That's that's incredible. And so, Tim, what would you say in your career have been some of the most helpful resources for you? Well, uh, when I first started, um, <clears throat> you know, I sort of I sort of. Uh, came into this backwards or if there, I don't even know if there's a forwards way to come into this, but um, I worked as a production assistant. I, I grew up making super eight films and um, always just constantly making things and creating things, but I didn't go to a sort of a formal film school. I, I worked on, on sets as a production assistant and, um, and I wrote, uh, my own stuff that I wanted, you know, short films and then, you know, feature specs and things like that. And when I got into television, the best resources for me uh, was loving television, loving, for instance, The X-Files, which is what I wrote as a sample script, as a spec script um, when I was uh, starting out. And the best resources were just getting copies of scripts of the show and really kind of deconstructing them and going through them and seeing how, how it was done by reading the actual material. And I, I think that's really the best way to do it. That's awesome, Tim. Awesome. And the next question we have here is for all the actors out there. So hello to all the actors watching and listening. So how do you find new talent and how important is it to you to have fresh, new, emerging, diverse talent on your shows, particularly Blacks, Hispanics, Asian, LGBTQ, and talent with disabilities? Well, uh, obviously that's something that we, that we strive to do because we want the shows to uh, reflect the actual world. Uh, and also, uh, I think that there is, you know, maybe people feel like 
um, they want representation, which uh, is absolutely something that uh, we should all strive for. I actually find that what's interesting is that, you know, a lot of these stories are not stories that have been told a lot. So I selfishly um, love doing it because it opens up new avenues for storytelling and perspective and points of view. So for instance, on 911, um, Gavin, who plays uh, uh, Eddie's son, Christopher, he has CP. I mean, he is an actor with CP. And there's just something, and, and people love Christopher because obviously Gavin is an angel and he, you know, he brings something to the screen that you can't really quantify, which is, you know, um, charisma and chemistry and just his adorableness. But because he has CP, he also brings kind of a verisimilitude and a reality uh, to that role. And I think, I just think it's, it's, um, it's great for creators and for, for people who make television to bring in um, diverse characters because it just opens up the world of storytelling, you know, and, and we do that on all of our shows. Um, on Lone Star, for instance, uh, Brian Smith, who's a trans actor, is playing a trans firefighter. Um, and so he's bringing a, you know, a unique perspective to a role so it's not one dimensional, so that it feels real. And, and what's so great about Brian is that um, I would cast him in anything because he's such a good actor. So it's it sort of the, the trans part of it becomes completely secondary. Uh, but it is an interesting starting point, and it sort of defines where that character came from. And and I don't have to get it wrong because I've got the perfect resource to kind of help walk me through it, which is Brian. So, um, uh, yeah. I mean, I hope I answered that question. That's a great answer because that's something that I appreciate about the work that you do is the diversity that I see. Like one of the, my favorite episodes in 911 is with Eddie begins that episode where with Gavin, I mean, it's just so powerful and so touching and he's so warm and loving. You just can't help but love him. They're yeah. amazing. So thank and, you for that. You know, interestingly that. enough in, in Eddie begins, you know, when we did the flashbacks to when, uh, to when Christopher was more of a toddler, uh, you know, we found another CP actor child uh, to play the even younger version of Christopher. So uh, whenever possible, that's, that's what we try to do. I mean, it, it's tricky because, in a way, it's like, you know, actors are acting. They're playing somebody else. So on the one hand, you know, you want to allow an actor to really do, you know, whatever it is um, that's in front of them. But you also want to uh, make sure that whenever possible, that if you have a character that is diverse, you want to try to find somebody who, um, who is diverse. That's amazing. Thank you for that, Tim. That's awesome. Well, to all the actors out there, you heard his wonderful answer. So thank you for that. Um, so now I'm just going to transition into the current times that we're dealing with now with COVID-19 and the pandemic as we see the industry and production is currently making a major shift. So how do you think production will move forward after the pandemic is over? Well, I mean, production is trying to move forward now before the pandemic. Um, you know, we we're just slowly getting our production machine back up on the tracks and we hope to be shooting in, you know, several weeks, but we're, we're going into this, uh, with a, in, in a whole new world, as you know, I've talked to some people, my friend, Sean Ryan runs SWAT and they have been back in production for a couple of weeks 
and there are protocols to keep the cast and crew safe. Um, I think we're going to be moving a little bit more slowly when we first come back because, you know, you, you just have to approach everything differently and you really have to uh, be uh, vigilant uh, to make sure that you follow these protocols. So um, we're coming back and that's the, that's the reality of that in terms of creatively, because I'm doing first responder shows in 911 and 911 Lone Star, uh, COVID will have happened in that world as well. So when we come back, the characters that the, that the audience loves that they haven't seen in a while will have been through everything the audience has been through while we've been off the air. So they've gone through the lockdowns and the, and the social unrest and everything else. And when you see our first responders out in the field responding to calls, they will do it the way that first responders are doing it now, which means when they jump off the trucks, they put on the masks, uh, they observe social distancing when, when, uh, when possible. And uh, that's sort of how we're going to be uh, approaching it coming up. That's, that's awesome, Tim. That's great. And um, we actually have a bonus question, which is the last question of the day. And that is, what would you tell your younger self who is just starting out in the industry, knowing what you know now? Ooh, what would I tell my younger self? Um, I don't think I'd tell my younger self anything. I mean, uh, for me, there, there, there's sort of no reason why uh, I succeeded in some ways. I mean, uh, I think there's something great about being young and naive and not knowing how hard something is. And, or how impossible something is. Because if you approach it uh, that way, then uh, you'll sort of Mr. Magoo your way through it without even realizing it. So I think I'd probably just uh, stay mum to my younger self. That's a great answer. And just, you know, live life to the fullest. I agree with that 100%. Gotcha. And here's the bonus question. So if you could travel anywhere, where would you travel and why? Boy, if I could travel anywhere. Um, I would love to see the Middle East. I'd love to see, uh, you know, Israel and Egypt and, and Iraq. I mean, I'd love, to, I'd love to see all that. I mean, obviously, you know, Europe as well. I mean, any, any place that has kind of an ancient culture and an ancient history, I think, would be interesting. But the truth of the matter is, if I could travel anywhere and no one would um, judge me for it, I'd just go to Bora Bora and lay on a beach. Hey, Bora Bora is a great choice, too. <laughs> it's very, uh, you know, peaceful. So that's always good. Yeah. Well, thank you so very much, Tim, for this wonderful spotlight today. Um, this has been educational. It's been enlightening, inspiring. It's also been fun. So on behalf of the audience, thank you. And I want to personally thank you myself. And thank you to Keith as well. This sure. has been really wonderful. I'll definitely be keeping in touch and um, look forward to one day working together in the future. All right. Thanks very much. Thank you so much, Tim. Stay safe and well, okay? Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Hi, everyone. Thank you so very much for joining me today on the Hollywood Spotlight podcast. I am your host, Angelique Scott award-winning actress and producer. Today, I'm absolutely thrilled because we have an amazing guest today. 
He is an incredible screenwriter, producer, director, and so much more. Some of his writing credits include Angel, The X-Files, American Horror Story, 911, and 9-1-1 Lone Star. Ladies and gentlemen, I am happy to welcome to the show today, Mr. Tim Minear. Hi, Tim. Hi, you got my name right. That's, a, that's impressive. Really? Do people usually get it wrong? Usually, yeah. Really? Well, well, that's a plus. <laughs> I'll say. Good, good way to start. Yes, it's a good way to start. Thank you, Tim. So we have people listening in from all around the world. We have aspiring writers, directors, producers, and actors. And so I'm just going to ask a few questions of you for, for today, okay? Yep. So the first question is, what is your creative process as a writer for television? Uh, deadlines, usually, mostly. Uh, my creative process is, uh, I do procrastinate, but then... Um, there's not a lot of room for procrastination when you have deadlines and you have uh, uh, material that has to shoot the next day. I mean, I work with uh, a whole group, a, a lot of groups actually, of very creative people. And so it's, you know, in, in television, you have writer's rooms and you have a writing staff and you have people that are smart and who bring their own particular point of view to something. So it's, um, you know, it really is a brain trust and getting in there with, with a lot of people who uh, who spark your imagination and creativity and you bounce off of each other and uh, that's how you make TV. That's, that's incredible. And so Tim, what would you say in your career have been some of the most helpful resources for you? Well, uh, when I first started, um, <clears throat> you know, I sort of, I sort of, uh, came into this backwards or if there, I don't even know if there's a forwards way to come into this, but um, I worked as a production assistant. I, I grew up making super eight films and um, always just constantly making things and creating things, but I didn't go to a sort of a formal film school. I, I worked on, on sets as a production assistant and, um, and I wrote, uh, my own stuff that I wanted, you know, short films and then, you know, feature specs and things like that. And when I got into television, the best resources for me uh, was loving television, loving, for instance, The X-Files, which is what I wrote as a sample script, as a spec script um, when I was uh, starting out. And the best resources were just getting copies of scripts of the show and really kind of deconstructing them and going through them and seeing how, how it was done by reading the actual material. And I, I think that's really the best way to do it. That's awesome, Tim. Awesome. And the next question we have here is for all the actors out there. So hello to all the actors watching and listening. So how do you find new talent and how important is it to you to have fresh, new, emerging, diverse talent on your shows, particularly Blacks, Hispanics, Asian, LGBTQ, and talent with disabilities. Well, uh, obviously, that's something that we that we strive to do because we want the shows to uh, reflect the actual world. Uh, and also, uh, I think that there is, you know, maybe people feel like um, they want representation, which uh, is absolutely something that uh, we should all strive for. I actually find that what's interesting is that, you know, a lot of these stories are not stories that have been told a lot. 
So I selfishly um, love doing it because it opens up new avenues for storytelling and perspective and points of view. So for instance, on 911, um, Gavin, who plays uh, uh, Eddie's son, Christopher, he has CP. I mean, he is an actor with CP. And there's just something, and, and people love Christopher because obviously Gavin is an angel and he, you know, he brings something to the screen that you can't really quantify, which is, you know, um, charisma and chemistry and just his adorableness. But because he has CP, he also brings kind of a verisimilitude and a reality uh, to that role. And I think, I just think it's, it's, um, it's great for creators and for, for people who make television to bring in um, diverse characters because it just opens up the world of storytelling, you know, and, and we do that on all of our shows. Um, on Lone Star, for instance, uh, Brian Smith, who is a trans actor, is playing a trans firefighter. Um, and so he's bringing a, you know, a unique perspective to a role so it's not one dimensional, so that it feels real. And, and what's so great about Brian is that um, I would cast him in anything because he's such a good actor. So it, it's sort of the, the trans part of it becomes completely secondary. Uh, but it is an interesting starting point, and it sort of defines where that character came from. And and I don't have to get it wrong because I've got the perfect resource to kind of help walk me through it, which is Brian. So, um, uh, yeah. I mean, I hope I answered that question. That's a great answer because that's something that I appreciate about the work that you do is the diversity that I see. Like one of the, my favorite episodes in 911 is with Eddie begins that episode where with Gavin, I mean, it's just so powerful and so touching and he's so warm and loving. You can't help but love him. They're yeah. amazing. So thank and, you for that. You know, interestingly that. enough in, in Eddie begins, you know, when we did the flashbacks to when, uh, to when Christopher was more of a toddler, uh, you know, we found another CP actor child uh, to play the even younger version of Christopher. So uh, whenever possible, that's, that's what we try to do. I mean, it, it's tricky because, in a way, it's like, you know, actors are acting. They're playing somebody else. So on the one hand, you know, you want to allow an actor to really do, you know, whatever it is um, that's in front of them. But you also want to uh, make sure that whenever possible, that if you have a character that is diverse, you want to try to find somebody who, um, who is diverse. That's amazing. Thank you for that, Tim. That's awesome. Well, to all the actors out there, you heard his wonderful answer. So thank you for that. Um, so now I'm just going to transition into the current times that we're dealing with now with COVID-19 and the pandemic as we see the industry and production is currently making a major shift. So how do you think production will move forward after the pandemic is over? Well, I mean, production is trying to move forward now before the pandemic is over. Um, you know, we we're just slowly getting our production machine back up on the tracks and we hope to be shooting in, you know, several weeks, but we're, we're going into this, uh, with a, in, in a whole new world, as you know, I've talked to some people, my friend, Sean Ryan runs SWAT and they've been back in production for a couple of weeks and there are protocols to keep the cast and crew safe. Um, I think we're going to be moving a little bit more slowly when we first come back because you know you, you just have to approach everything differently and you really have to uh, be 
vigilant uh, to make sure that you follow these protocols. So um, we're coming back, and that's the that's the reality of that in terms of creatively, because I'm doing first responder shows in 911 and 911 Lone Star. Uh, COVID will have happened in that world as well. So when we come back, the characters that the that the audience loves that they haven't seen in a while will have been through everything the audience has been through while we've been off the air. So they've gone through the lockdowns and the, and the social unrest and everything else. And when you see our first responders out in the field responding to calls, they will do it the way that first responders are doing it now, which means when they jump off the trucks, they put on the masks, uh, they observe social distancing when, when, uh, when possible. And uh, that's sort of how we're going to be uh, approaching it coming up. That's, that's awesome, Tim. That's great. And um, we actually have a bonus question, which is the last question of the day. And that is, what would you tell your younger self who is just starting out in the industry, knowing what you know now? Ooh, what would I tell my younger self? Um, I don't think I'd tell my younger self anything. I mean, uh, for me, there, there, there's sort of no reason why uh, I succeeded in some ways. I mean, uh, I think there's something great about being young and naive and not knowing how hard something is and, or how impossible something is. Because if you approach it uh, that way, then uh, you'll sort of Mr. Magoo your way through it without even realizing it. So I think I'd probably just uh, stay mum to my younger self. That's a great answer. And just, you know, live life to the fullest. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. And here's the bonus question. So if you could travel anywhere, where would you travel and why? Boy, if I could travel anywhere. Um, I would love to see the Middle East. I'd love to see, uh, you know, Israel and Egypt and, and Iraq. I mean, I'd love, to, I'd love to see all that. I mean, obviously, you know, Europe as well. I mean, any. Any place that has kind of an ancient culture and an ancient history, I think, would be interesting. But the truth of the matter is, if I could travel anywhere and no one would um, judge me for it, I'd just go to Bora Bora and lay on a beach. Hey, Bora Bora is a great choice, too. <laughs> it's very, uh, you know, peaceful. So that's always good. Yeah. Well, thank you so very much, Tim, for this wonderful spotlight today. Um, this has been educational. It's been enlightening, inspiring. It's also been fun. So on behalf of the audience, thank you. And I want to personally thank you myself and thank you to Keith as well. This sure. has been really wonderful. I'll definitely be keeping in touch and um, look forward to one day working together in the future. All right. Thanks very much. Thank you so much, Tim. Stay safe and well, okay? Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.